Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor David Hall. If you'd like to find out more about David or to keep up to date with his ministry, you can visit davidhall.com.au. We hope that you enjoy the message. Well, bless the Lord. Is anybody glad they're in church on Sunday night? Do you know, it's a lot better than prison, just in case anyone was wondering. It is a lot better than being in jail, being in church. Genesis 37 verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. Somebody say old age. And uh, if you look in the original language, it'll be better translated. He was the son of his last days. Somebody say last days. And it says this. He also made him a tunic. If you're from Louisiana, you'd say Tunic. I'm from Australia. I speak the Queen's English. So it's tunic of many colours. That's just a fancy word for coat. But when his brothers saw their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said, please hear this dream, which I've dreamed. They hated him even more. Who needs friends when you've got family like that? And, and it goes on to say this. So when they, so verse 18, now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, look, This dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. Let's just jump down to verse 22. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness. Let's jump to verse 23. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped his, they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Can we pray? Father, In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the anointing of your spirit that is already so real and tangible in this place. Father, I thank you that not one person has to leave this place the way they came. But Father, your people can leave this house touched by the fire of your Holy Spirit. Lord, for those that are at home, Lord, I pray that they would open their hearts to receive a word from heaven. Father, let the power of the Holy Spirit fill this house. Lord, all over this planet, let the power of God touch every hungry heart that's watching right now. And Father, let your river flow in this place in the name of Jesus. And we're careful to give you all the praise and all the glory for you are good and your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' mighty name and the house of God said together, amen and amen. Bless the Lord. I love this story. It's a, it's a, it's a strange story. Really, there's a lot of jealousy. There's a whole lot happening, but Israel loves his son. And he says, I, I want to give you a gift. I want to give you a gift because you're the son of my old age. You're the son of my last days. I want to give you a gift of a coat. And it's not just any coat. It's a coat of many colors. And I want to give it to you for you. I guess you found favor in my sight. I want to bless you. I want to, I want to give you something that means something. This gift was a gift of great sentiment, but it was also a statement that this was the son that he, I guess, had hoped he would have and never, and never, maybe never thought he would, but God had given him this gift and he said, I want to give you a gift. I want to give you a coat. A coat of many colours. And so Joseph wore this coat. I mean, he wore it everywhere. I mean, he probably wore it a bit too often and it upset his brothers, but he wore the thing. He was wearing this coat of many colours and man, it upset his brothers. He started dreaming and thinking big. They, they, they would say things like, look out, the dream is coming. No, no, pick a fight with him. Can I say, if I'm going to get an insult of any kind, 
I don't mind you insulting me by saying, man, that guy dreams big dreams, you know. He believes God for big things. I mean, you only have to walk into this building. You only have to walk on this property to know that somebody was dreaming something at some point and God by his spirit, you're sitting, you're sitting in somebody's desire to serve and build the kingdom of God. Do you know, you might be sitting at home. You too can do supernatural things if you dare to trust God. And you know, I mean, I, 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 love, I love this story, but I want to bring it into a, into a New Testament context. I know you know all about types and shadows and, and uh, different pictures that the Old Testament would, would, would present in order for us to see a New Testament reality. And I want to have a look at another passage, if you'd go with me for just a moment, to the book of Luke. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Luke. If you hit the book of maps, you've gone too far. And I want to have a look at the, at the 24th chapter for just one moment as we set up this message. And we're going to believe God for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit in this house, touched by the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I, I feel like there's a fresh anointing coming to planet Earth. I believe, I believe there's a new anointing coming upon the church. I'm praying for my nation of Australia that there would be a fresh moving of the Holy Spirit. You know, I love that God in this house is welcome to do whatever He wants to do. I'm praying that heaven's going to rain down and touch America again. I think we shouldn't give up on America too soon. I believe there's a revival coming from the White House to the Crack House, from the prison house to your house to, to the house of God. I believe America America is going to be touched once again with the fire of God. Anyway, if I start yelling now, I yell too much. So I'm going to calm down for a minute. We'll yell later. Luke 24 verse 49. I don't know about you. I, I always think that Jesus had a bit of a sense of humor. Maybe it's just the way that I read the Bible. And uh, I love how Jesus says, lo, I'll be with you always. And then pff, he disappears. Just to, just to keep a few people guessing. I, you know, I, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Pfft, he's gone. The disciples are going, what happened? He said, but do you know something? It's okay that I'm going. Because I'm not really going. I'm, 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 setting, I'm coming back, but I'm coming back. I'm, another person's coming back. The Holy Ghost, same God, different person. Same Godhead, same whole Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He says, I've got to go. But there's one coming. And I'm telling you, you're going to do even greater works. The reason you're going to do greater works is Jesus. He wasn't omnipresent. He was just there. Wherever he was, there he was. I know that's very profound. But wherever he was, he was there. If he was in Capernaum, he was in Capernaum. If he was in, if he was in Galilee, he was in Galilee. If he was walking on water, he was walking on water. But the reality is, wherever he was, there he was. But he said greater things are going to happen. Why? Because when he ascends, he sends the Holy Spirit who's going to be upon each and every person who dares to trust God and say, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And, and, so, and so that's why he said, I'm going, but I'm sending one. He's coming. John the Baptist talked about him. He, 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 one thing you need to know about John. John was a Baptist. But, but he was one of my favorite Baptists because he said, I'm John, I'm a Baptist. But there is a Pentecostal coming. I think I'm just about to get happy in this place. I mean, my, my right leg starts to go and then we're in trouble. But he, he, said, he says this, there's a Pentecostal coming. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Can I tell you, there's a lot of Christians being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need a bit of fresh fire on you, you know, just a fresh touch of the power. You say, well, I only need to be baptized in the Spirit once. Do you know the problem with that thinking? Is I don't know about you, but you leak. I mean, you can be full of the Holy Ghost and some guy cuts you off and you just leak just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are going to act so spiritual and say, no, not me. Yeah, I'm talking about you. But you know, the beautiful, the beautiful thing is Paul says, don't be drunk with wine wherein it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. What does filled mean? It means 
perpetually filled. Be being continual. Stay full. In services like this, you might not, you, you might have your prayer language, but do you know something? You can say, God, would you fill me with your fire afresh in this place? I want a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. You at home, you might be so dry that you go, I, I don't know how I can keep going. Can I say, when we're going to pray at the end, open your heart. I'm believing the power of God's going to touch you in your home and God's going to do something powerful by his spirit. But let's get in the word and then, then we'll preach. This is a long introduction, very short message. So be, be okay. We'll be out in time to go to crack a barrel. Now let's have a look at this. Luke 24, 49, Jesus says this, the last sermon Jesus ever preached. He said, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. That word endued, I want to look at that for a minute. Because that word is a a word you don't see too much in Scripture, but it's a powerful word. He says, go and wait in Jerusalem until you are endued. Maybe you're you're American, so you say endued. You're endued with power. Endued, endued. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's the same thing. What he's saying is, he says, go and wait in Jerusalem because there is coming a visitation. Not many days from now where God by His Spirit, He is going to clothe you. He's going to put a coat of power. He's going to clothe you in the supernatural power of God. Let me explain what I mean by that. When you got born again by the Spirit of God, you were saved by the grace of God. The Spirit of God did a work on the inside of you. Yes, on the inside of you, dwelling within you is the Holy Spirit. But there is a second experience. It doesn't make you more saved. You're either saved or you're not. You're going to spend eternity somewhere, either smoking or non. And you know, the deal is, you need, there is a second experience that believers can have. Every single believer can have and should have. However, it doesn't change whether or not they're saved. You're saved, not because you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues won't save you. It cannot save you. There is only one way for salvation, and that's by the blood of Jesus. Man, you're saved by God, by Jesus Christ coming from heaven, dying on a rugged cross that you might have life. I have a feeling you might already know that. But here's the deal. Speaking in tongues doesn't save you, but it does give you the power. It gives you the power to get a whole bunch more saved in your life. I'm telling you, speaking, being baptized in the Holy Ghost won't save you, but I'm telling you something. You've got the Spirit within, but He says, I want to give you a coat. I want you to be dressed to do what God's called you to do. I want you to be clothed with power from on high. And that coat is a coat. And you know, the Bible tells us when, when, when the disciples, the apostles in the upper room on the day of Pentecost were given that coat. The Bible tells us, you read Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That word power comes from a Greek word dunamis, divine supernatural enabling. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. That power is for today. I don't care what religion says. I don't care what tradition says. I don't care what a denomination says. I'll tell you, the Bible says it plain and clear. He says, you shall receive power. Then they get to the upper room, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Just stay with me. I'm going to bring this all together. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, verse 1 says, I know it off by heart. I'm not trying to impress you, but my Bible's all the way over there and uh, we've got to be finished soon. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and what? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire. One sat upon each of them. And some of them were filled with the Holy Ghost 
No, it doesn't say that. It says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak in tongues. There, there, there is a law of first mention right there. You can see right there the pattern that God established for the church is everybody gets filled with the fire of God. Everybody prays in a heavenly language. I'm a, I'm a tongue-talking Pentecostal. Man, I was raised in a Pentecostal family, bro. I mean, I'm so Pentecostal. My first words weren't mama or dada. They were kuraba te kalaba. Now let me tell you this. We're just we're just warming up. So 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 this coat's given to Joseph because he was the he was the son of old age. He was the son of his last days. The Bible says. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts when we receive power that it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What is saying? That's the Old Testament. You bring it through Calvary today. He says, I've got a coat for you because you're the sons and daughters of my last days. And I'm telling you, if the last days were 2,000 years ago, then in 2013, we're in the last of the last of the last of the last of the last days. Any minute now, the trumpet God's going to sound hallelujah any minute now any minute now you know in heaven pastor donnie i don't know if you know this because it's not actually in the bible but someone told me they're dangerous words to say around here by the way someone told me that there is a rapture button in heaven i don't know if you knew this pastor gabe but in fact it was gabe that told me before the service there is a rapture button in heaven you say is this true probably not but we'll just just go just indulge me because i'm australian there's a rapture button in heaven now, what the rapture button does is if, 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 if you push that button, the rapture's going to happen. One, I'll prove it. I'll prove it. An angel one day, minding his own business, just cleaning the thing. Just kind of thought he'd just touch the button. He touched the button. Enoch! He's just gone. I really ask myself sometimes why you guys even let me preach here, but here, hey, here I am. I know some of you are going, man, this is powerful, the rapture button. Where's that found? Hezekiah chapter three. It's in the book of Hezekiah chapter three. Just in case you don't know, there is no book of Hezekiah, but then one day the angel comes back. Jesus actually told him off. He said, if you, if you play with that button again, we're going to take your wings off you for three weeks. And so he said it was worth it. Just he wanted to see Enoch. So he comes in there again. Temptation got him. If you're watching at home, stay with me, please. He hits the button again. <laughs> Elijah's gone. He got in a lot of trouble for Elijah. Then he played with it again. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he's up there, he's up there. But can I just tell you, we're living in the time and the hour where I think there might be somebody's playing with that button at any minute now. I know, I know that's a cheesy line, but just clap anyway. You just be happy. It's Sunday night. You're saved. Any minute now, we're in the last of the last days. And Jesus is coming back. I don't believe that Jesus is coming back for a church less powerful than the one that he left. I believe he's coming back for a church who would do this. They would say, I'm going to wear my coat. Because that's the coat my father gave me. The message of Christ and Him crucified, the message of Calvary's cross, whether it makes people mad or whether it makes people glad, we're going to wear our coat because that's the coat my father gave me. 
Let me, let me bring this into a bit of a Pentecostal message. You know, the funny thing about Pentecostals is people think we're a little bit crazy. Those people could possibly be correct. But the reality is when sickness hits a family, who do they pick up the phone and call? They call the Pentecostals. All right, here we go. I mean, you cra- I mean the crazy aunt who's baptised and the Holy Ghost comes in with a tambourine and she prays for Uncle Bob and Uncle Bob gets raised. And li- Why? Maybe we're, but we're the coat our father gave us. God's given me a coat in these last days. I'm going to wear this coat, this coat of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, this coat of preaching the gospel, this coat of truth, this coat of the word of God. I'm telling you right now, 2,000 years ago, there were 120 people gathered in an upper room. They were given a coat and they put that thing on and they shook Jerusalem under the hand of God. If there would be some people in America, some people in Australia, some people who in New Zealand that had stopped going to church naked, they'd go to church and put on the coat that God's given them and not be ashamed to be Pentecostal, not be ashamed to pray in the Holy Ghost, not be ashamed to believe. See, I believe the whole Bible. You cannot believe the whole Bible and not believe in the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I believe the whole Bible. I even believe in the book of maps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear my coat anywhere I preach. Why? Because it's the coat my father gave me. I'm telling you, there's too many Christians who are ashamed of their father's coat. I mean, how can you be ashamed of the Holy Spirit of God? How can you be ashamed of the greater one? How can you be ashamed of the Spirit of God working in your heart? I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm proud to be Pentecostal. I'm proud to wear my coat that my father gave me. You say, is it a multicolored coat? Yes, it is. One of the colors is healing. One of the colours is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. One of the colours is a prophetic word from God. One of the colours is come out of him in Jesus' name. One of the colours is is getting up out of your sick bed and praising God because you've been healed. One of the colours is preaching the gospel. Man, this will get you happy. Do you know the funny thing is, our accents are all different. We talk a different language. But when you start hearing people, I've heard them pray in tongues in India. I've heard them pray in tongues in a former Russia. I've heard them pray in tongues in Africa, in Papua New Guinea. And do you know something? It sounds the same. Do you know why it sounds the same? Because we're in this earth, but we're not of this earth. And you know, English... English is not my first language. English is my second language. I had to learn that. My first language is the one that he gave me. It's the language of heaven. It's a power to pray in the Holy Ghost. You know something? We ought not be ashamed. We ought not to be embarrassed about the power of God's spirit. We ought to be excited that God has put a fire on the inside of us. I thank God for this house. I thank God that thousands upon thousands upon millions of people through this ministry have been, I mean, I, I, I believe probably one of the greatest, I, don't, I can't think of another ministry that's seen more people baptized in the Holy Spirit than this one. And you say, well, then why are you telling me something I already know? Because there's still people probably in this room tonight who need to be filled with power from on high. You at home, television. God wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to fill you with his anointing. Can I say, we got to get back to being Pentecostal again. we got to get back to a place where we believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Some people think because he's the third person of the Godhead, it means he's the third most important. He's as important as Jesus is. I thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? There, there, there is a name called cancer that exists, but there is actually a greater name. We hear that name and, and, and the problem is people tremble at that name, but I know a name that causes demons and cancer to tremble and that's the name of Jesus. The Bible says at that name every knee will bow. 
we, we got to start lifting up the name that's above every name. But you know something, when you wear the coat that your father's given you, you can name that name and things begin to shift. Things begin to happen. Why? Because the power of the Holy Ghost is upon you to do what he can only do. Man, I'm getting excited. I was on a plane from Sydney to Dallas and I sat next to a doctor. And uh, this doctor was, was chatting with me and we, we got to talking and he said, he said, what do you do? I said, I'm a preacher. He said, what? I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a doctor. I said, hey, doc. He was like, hey, reverend. <laughs> and, and so he asked me, who, who did I preach for? I said, I, I, I'm charismatic Pentecostal. He, he, said, he said, Pentecostal. I dated a woman that went to a Pentecostal church. And he goes, I'm an atheist. He said, but Pentecostals, you Pentecostals. He said, I dated a Pentecostal once. He said, I can't explain this. He said, but when I've seen sicknesses that should have taken someone's life, just reverse in what I call a medical abnormality. He said, when I've seen a heart patient who came in and unconscious and should be dead, but we revived him, or where someone had stage four cancer and instead of going out in a casket, they go out walking and, and, and well. He said, the only time I've ever really seen that happen is with you Pentecostals. That is such a coincidence. I said, is it? So I, so I got to preaching, you know, just a little bit. I said, bro, that's not a coincidence. We're filled with power from heaven, brother. If you did, man, it, it, look, I was ready to get him to lift his hands and lay hands on him. He just wasn't too keen. I think he'd had a couple too many whiskeys, but I th- you never know. He seemed like he might have been ready. But, but at the, let me tell you right now, I believe that to be true. When a physician tells you that it's the Pentecostals that have the medical abnormalities, it's not a medical abnormality. It's, it's a miracle. I believe in miracles. It'll get you happy, you know. This is, this is good news. And if you're filled, all you have to do is wear the coat. Because it's the coat your father gave you. Can I say, mum and dad, if you've got a sick child, I mean, get your friends praying, get believing God, but put on your coat. Go and lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. Let the healing power of God touch them. I mean, I was raised Pentecostal. I mean, I was raised in the kind of house where I would never tell my parents, I'm not going to school today, I don't feel well. Because my mother and father wouldn't take that. They would walk in with a, with a bucket full of oil, enough to drown a kangaroo, you know. They would pour it all over me, glug, glug, glug. I'd nearly drown. They waterboarded me at home. They oilboarded me at home. And they would say, then they'd get going, in the name of Jesus, be loose, be healed. My mum would come in, take that in Jesus' name. And it'd be so violent. I'd go to school, thick lip, black eye, teeth missing, but not one flu symptom, you know? My parents were evangelists, man. They didn't, they didn't have two cents to rub together. 
We'd travel from city to city in a beaten up old Ford Fairlane, a 1982 Ford Fairlane. We'd go from city to city, have crusades. Sometimes a hundred would show up. Sometimes a thousand would show up. Sometimes we would show up. But either way, God always showed up and we'd see a move of God. And can I tell you something? We, we, I mean, we, we didn't have the resource in those days. God began to grow things and do things. I mean, we didn't have two cents. We were so poor, we would go to KFC to lick other people's fingers. But you know, I'd see miracles happen. I'd be in services where people would come in deaf and they'd leave healed by the grace of God. I'd come into meetings where somebody would walk in bound by drugs, bound by alcohol, the, the shackles of darkness that have a hold of them. But I thank God I had parents and, and there were some people that would put on their coat and wear it and say, you know what, we're Pentecostal and we believe in miracles. We believe that God answers prayer. We believe in the fire of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power. when the, We believe in it. And you know something? That river would begin to flow. The Bible says there is a river. It doesn't say there was a river. It doesn't say there was a river at Azusa Street and not now. I love Azusa Street, but man, we got to stop looking back. We need to believe for another Azusa Street to touch America again. We need a Holy Ghost revival that'll shake this planet under the hand of God. I love Wigglesworth, but you know something? Wigglesworth is not alive anymore. And how much more are we going to hear preachers talk about people that are dead because nothing's happening right now? And I honour them. I thank God for them. They're our forefathers of the faith. But man, we need a fresh fire today. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you believe it, shout in the house of God. I got to quit preaching. I want to pray for some people and believe for the power of God. Just let's all stand across this place. Can we lift our hands to heaven? In this place, we're gonna, we're gonna get it. We're gonna have an old time Holy Ghost moment for just, just lift up your hands. If you, if you feel the power of God on you, just lift your hands to heaven from the front of the back, from the left to the right, all over this place. Father, let the fire of God fill this house in the name of Jesus. My God, let your river, let your power, let your anointing fill this house right now. Right now, I'm telling you, the power of God's gonna, I'm, the power of God's gonna come on people. In this room, just lift your hands, begin to expect. What key are we in there? What key are we in? Can we get in the key of G? Is that all right? Awesome. Just we'll stay there. Just lift your hands all across this place. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and sing it in the house of God. Telling you something's about to break loose in people's lives. People at home are going to be touched by the fire and the anointing of the Spirit of God. Come and lift up your hands all across this place. Let's worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. A
same Holy Spirit that Jesus promised is in this house right now. The same Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in this room right now if you did. I feel the power of God in this house. I, I feel the anointing of heaven. You know, I, I cannot get it out of my spirit that some of you might just need a fresh touch. Before we open this altar, you might be saved, washed in the blood of Jesus, baptized in the Holy Ghost, but we're going to sing one more time and maybe you need a fresh touch, just yourself, for your family, for your home. We're going to sing it again. Why don't you lift your hands and just let His river, let His anointing come on you right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. Oh, get filled with God's Spirit. I want His power in my life. I'm not asking you to, 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 to be put on the spot. We're not going to come and put a microphone in front of you. But what I do want to do in just a moment is open this altar. And you know why I love the altar? Because whenever I come to the altar, it seems like I alter. And I just changed. God does a work of grace by His Spirit. And we're going to sing this again. And if, if you'd say, David, I, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. If that's you, I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to come. I want you to fill this altar. But let me say this. I want to extend the altar call just a little bit. And, 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 and if, if you come under this category, I want you to just sort of stand over here. If you'd say, Dave, I need a fresh touch of God's Spirit and God's power and God's anointing. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and receive your prayer language, just come fill here. But if you'd say, I want a fresh touch, fill here and fill here. And we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe God for His power, His anointing to come. Just come all over this building. Just lift your voices, saints of God. Let's sing it now. in the Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost. You want to pray in tongues. If that's you, lift your hands. That's never happened before in your heart. Just come. We want to, we want to make room for you. If, if there's anyone else, can we just make priority for them to come forward? 
God's going to touch people. Sister, God's going to touch you. Just give me a hand. Let me pray for you. Father, let your anointing, let your power, let the Holy Spirit come upon her right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God comes. I feel the touch of God. If you're thirsty and dry, He'll touch it with His presence, with His power. You know, if we can just lose time for one minute, you guys here at the front, I want every one of these guys that are, that are here to just look at me, just receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. I'm going to pray a prayer out loud. I'm going to get you to pray. The whole church will do that anyway. But before I do, if, if you're in good standing with this church and you're filled with the Spirit, I need some believers to just come. Stand upon, behind each person. And uh, you know, you might be in your house or in your car. If you're in your car, be careful because you don't want to get done for drink driving right now. Because you might get drunk in the Holy Ghost and the power of God will touch you. But I'm telling you, wherever you are, open your heart to receive something from heaven. If you're in your lounge room at home, we're going to pray for you as well to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This church are here. You might not be in the room, but we feel like you're in the room. And man, this is going for you. The Holy Spirit, He doesn't need a passport. He doesn't need, he doesn't need a vehicle. He can just come instantly right there. The same power right here is in your home. We're going to believe God for His power to touch you. You at the front. In just a minute, I'm going to get you to lift your hands to heaven. But I want to give you a little instruction. I live in Australia. We have a traffic sign, and it's the same as yours, but it has different language on it. Yours says yield. Ours says give way. You know, you'll be told in this service, yield to the Holy Spirit. Because the tongues doesn't come from here. It comes from your belly. Out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because when you give way in traffic, it's not that you necessarily have to stop, but you have to get in sync with a different flow. And you know, when you give way to the Holy Spirit, you're not losing yourself or or denying who you are or anything like that or having to go crazy. All you're doing is saying, you know what? I'm stepping out of the flow of fear, out of the flow of doubt, out of the flow of am I making this up or or whatever. And you're saying, you know, forget all that. I'm just going to get into the flow of the Spirit of God because He's here right now and He wants to touch it. You might be thinking, well, am I going? What if I get it? I've been told if I pray in tongues, I'm going to get a demon. You can't get a demon when you come to Jesus. And you say, Father, fill me with your spirit. He made a promise in his word. He said, I'll give the, I won't give you, if you ask for an egg, I'm not going to give you a scorpion. I'm not going to give you a snake. If you come here, I mean, this place is covered by Calvary, Calvary's blood. And, and Jesus is in the house. There's not a devil within a mile of this property. I'm dead. They're not welcome here. They, and, and, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. The spirit of God's in this place. And he wants to fill you. But there, there, are, there are, often when God wants to do something miraculous, often, I don't say every time, but there's always a bit of an instruction, you know. He'll say, let down your nets. Or he'll say, give me your lunch, two fish, five loaves. Or he'll say, you know, stretch out your hand. And sometimes just a bit of a, a step of, it's sort of step towards him. And then he does a supernatural thing. And your step of faith tonight will be simply to say, God, after we pray this prayer, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Here's the thing. If you keep your mouth closed, nothing's going to happen. See, God, God loves empty things. He fills empty pots with oil. And he'll fill an empty mouth with a heavenly language if it's yielded to him. And so all that's going to happen, we're going to pray a prayer. And you might just feel a few little things begin to bubble out of your belly. It might just sound like a couple of little words. But you know, you start to speak in that. It begins to flow and suddenly it starts to happen. Now, the, let me say this. I've done these altar calls all over the world. And you know what I've noticed? And that is simply this. You know, there's always one or two that 
sometimes go home and it seems like they go home empty-handed, you know. But here's the thing. If you've asked the Holy Spirit to fill you, well, then he's filled you. But there will be a moment of time. See, some people leave and they feel depressed because I didn't speak in tongues. Don't be depressed. You almost need to be nervous because you might just walk into Macca's or Burger King and you'd be talking on your phone to somebody and suddenly begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And it might not happen this moment, but I'm believing within the next 24 hours, every single one of you baptizing this. I'm actually believing this is going to happen right now, but I'm just saying, what happens? Some people, it's like that doesn't seem to happen, so they get discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Draw with joy from this well and believe God because God's going to touch you. And I'm believing God that he's going to fill you with his spirit. Young man, I'm, you came in one way, you're going to leave this place a raging Pentecostal lunatic. I'm believing God for that. And... Uh, in the name of Jesus. And so if you're, if you're here for prayer, specifically to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, would you lift up your hands where you are? I'm going to ask believers, if you'd put your hand on their shoulder, why do we do that? We're joining faith, but also sometimes it's a big thing to do this, and it's good to have some people behind getting loud and proud in the Holy Ghost and, and bold. And so I want you to pray this prayer after me. And when I, when I tell you, we're all just going to pray in the Spirit. You guys here, best way to get filled is to just get in on this right now. Believe God. Stretch your hands out to them all over this building. Let's stretch our hands out. Can we pray this together all over this house? Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you tonight hungry, full of faith. And Lord, your word says that you're the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to receive the power of your spirit to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire and right now I yield my emotions I yield my mind I yield my tongue to the power of God and I receive by faith this gift which Calvary purchased for me I open my heart and right now would you fill me with the Spirit of God from my head to my toe in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now I'm going to count to three. Close your eyes. I'm going to count to three. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm going to count to three. Just begin. Just open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost. It's done right now. One, two, three. Now in Jesus' name. Now soon. Just be bold. Jesus' name. Feel in Jesus' name.